This is an after school program podcast. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matutek, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. And welcome back to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my co-host, Joshua. Hi. We are back um, for a first annual. Josh, this podcast has been out for a year now. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? <laughs> I'd like to say that time flies, but like it's almost like two years by the time it took us to like figure out what we were going to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like from actually releasing an episode, which was the beginning of January, we dropped of 2021, we dropped five episodes in one day. Uh, and then we just kind of kept going on from there. And we had a couple, you know, we had a couple weeks of like not being here, but for the most part, we've been here every single week, which is pretty dope. Uh, <laughs> The uh Dark, sorry, I'm trying the, to get the focus to like oh, okay. properly. Um the but yeah, we started beginning of January last year. Um, and one of the first episodes we did was so we did those first five episodes that we had pre-recorded. Um, and then our interviews where we interviewed each other. And then after that, we did the uh we did our first year review, which was of 2020, which was a whole thing in and of itself. Um, so this is our first annual uh, year in review on the Home Studio Hangout. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's I know. Cool. I mean, we did some. I kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, on the episode that I put out the other day, but you weren't there. So I want to talk to you a little bit about it, but like, do we've had some pretty cool episodes. We've like, it's grown surprisingly well. I don't know if you knew, I don't know if you knew like the numbers that I was talking about, but like we did in our first year, we did over well over 2000 downloads across, you know, everything, which is pretty solid for a very small podcast. We're averaging like, 20 to 30 listeners on each so like podcast wise and then um we're averaging about 20 to 30 and then on youtube we're averaging about like 10 to 15 people that watch you know pretty consistently Um, yeah that's wild that's pretty wild right that anybody would even want to like hear me talk for a while you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really strange. Well, I mean, it's like, I guess it's no different than me and you and going and sitting in a room and finding each other interesting and just talking about stuff. So, right. yeah. you know, if we find it interesting, I'm sure other people do, and they seem to. So, um, yeah, my beard trimmed. Uh, and my neck beard is fierce right now. Yeah. The, uh, but anyway, the, the crazy thing is. We did this year in review last year of 2020, which was for Josh probably a little more rough of a year than myself, because uh, you did a lot of moving and you did a lot of questioning your entire 
musical career. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, one of the things that we can kind of go over to start with was, uh, this was Josh's first full year doing only pop music. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause you started like halfway in 2020, you decided that you wanted to do it, but really 2021 was like the first year of you just doing only pop music. Yeah. And, and like, it's kind of crazy. Like I'm super, I'm super impatient, you know? And so like, I feel like I've been working at this for so long when in reality, I, I technically haven't been about a know? year in a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, I get super frustrated when like work isn't consistent or like, you know, like, like I had a few projects bail out and then like, I was like, wow, I have no money. <laughs> you know? And so like, it's been, it's been stressful and like, I'm just kind of like taking it one day at a time and like really just, uh, focusing on like getting through the hard times and really capitalizing on the good times, you know? So it's been wild though, because like, like, I don't know this time last year, I had been working at the car dealership for. You just two, started like a little bit, like a couple months. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I started back in October. Mm-hmm. So I would have been at the car dealership for two months. I just finally got into the internet department Cause like I joined thinking that like I was going to be in the internet department immediately. And then I got there and they're like, no, we don't have one. So you have to be on the floor, which I hated. Like I hate dealing with people like that closely, not because like I have an issue with working with people. Oh, my mic's running hot. Um, not because I, I have an issue with like working with people, but because like there's a lot that can go wrong in a car deal. Mm-hmm. And I hated the stress of that, you know? Yeah. The money was really nice. Like December of last year, well, no, two years ago, that was the most amount of money I've ever made because I technically got two paychecks. Yeah, that's that's what you said. You said that in the in last year's podcast too. You were like, "I'm literally, I've never made this much money working in a car. Even before working in a car dealership, I've never made this much money." Yeah, it was something like six or seven thousand dollars. Yeah, is, that's what allowed me to get my new laptop. Like that's how I bought my new speakers. Like literally, that paycheck alone, like bought me almost all of my gear. I spent like 10 grand on gear last year just to make sure that like in these next couple of years, while I am like, you know, living basically paycheck to paycheck that like, you know, I don't, I don't have anything that will hinder like my ability to provide, uh, songs that compete, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I started into that mindset back whenever I was still living in Florida. Um, whenever I started like thinking about like, maybe I should get a better mic. Maybe I should get an acoustic guitar, like mm-hmm. all these things. And now like, like my, the, the acoustic I bought in Florida is still like my most played guitar. It's just a cheap Martin, but like, I love it. You yeah. know? And uh, yeah. So that was crazy in itself. And then very quickly, like we started seeing the vehicle shortages. So I went mm-hmm. from the most amount of money that I've ever made to like, barely any money at all yeah so whenever i asked them for 10 days off and they told me no it was a very easy decision just to be like all right well i quit you know Mm -hmm. yeah um and just kind of like rolling with it from there so i'm very excited like already i've done some cool things i feel a lot of pressure to go back to los angeles this month but um 
I think I should probably wait, even though everybody's like out there, like coming off of the holiday and stuff. Like, I just don't want to go out there for a week and then I sit around. Yeah, that's what I would be worried about. I was talking to Aaron the other day about um, the trip that you guys went on. And uh, she was like, Andrew, I don't know why you think that you would like to do that because I know you and I know that if you went out there and you had sessions booked with people and they just ghosted you or um, not even ghosted you, just canceled on you immediately, you would be pissed. I was like, yeah, I would be pissed. She's not wrong. I'd be livid, though. I do understand the like label comes calling. They got to go work aspect of it you know it's like i am also using my time my money that i could be doing other things with to come and have this session you know what i'm saying so it's like it's a double it's exactly it's a double-edged sword i would all but i would more so saying i would be livid if people just ghosted or just well, I, I, I was talking to the guys about it and they were just like, just make sure you have everything booked. And I was like, yeah, we made sure that we had things booked. Yeah, exactly. You know, you still, you ha- made sure you had things booked and you still half your, if 50% of your stuff dips on you. Regardless. Like if I go out there for a week, it's not that big of a deal. Like, no, I, no, 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 no. I know exactly what's up. It's just like, really like, where am I going to stay and how am I going to get keys to the place that I'll stay at for free? If, yeah. You, you know, like, if everybody's in atlanta yeah like yeah i don't know so i gotta figure it out i have to talk to like a bunch of people i got you well i mean yeah i mean i think you'll be fine though there's no rush to it dude and and that's the thing that's just another part of like you know my like being impatient and like almost impulsive about these sorts of things like yeah it's ready to just like run and run and run and like sometimes you gotta like make sure you don't so you don't end up like screwing yourself financially for sure. Well, this episode, I'm going to kind of do in two parts, right? So we're going to start and we're going to talk about last year a little bit. And um, I actually went back and listened to last year's episode of what we wanted to do last year. So we're going to go through each of our bullet points of what we wanted to, what we said we would like to do last year and just kind of see how we did. So uh, I'll do each of us, you know. Uh, we both said, uh, well, I said, I want to get in better shape. I did not do that, uh, for reasons that will be obvious to you in a minute. And then you said, uh, lose 30 pounds. I did. You did. I did. Heck yeah, dude. I, I actually did. I I'm three pounds away from being the lightest I've been since high school. Heck yeah, dude. You did that, it. That actually makes me really happy. That's I, awesome. Uh, and then it just sort of happened. Um, That's so I, sick. I because I didn't. I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, I definitely didn't do that. Yeah, no, no, I, I lost thirty pounds officially. Heck yeah, that's so sick. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm very pumped on that. Because um, <laughs> you forgot that you said that, didn't you? Yeah, I forgot that I said that. <laughs> I, I um, I, I have a little ways to go still. Like, like, mm-hmm. like right now, I'm sitting at two or three, and like my goal weight, I think, is like somewhere around like one eighty ish. It also depends on how much muscle I build, but like. For me, like uh, your 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 goal was like two hundred ish. Was like what in the podcast that we talked when you know last year's. Your goal was like I want to be around two hundred by the end of the year because I know that's a feasible goal. Yeah, and so like now it's kind of dope because I'm like, oh, I only have like fifteen more pounds to go, mm-hmm. and then like 
on top of that, like, like there's a lot of easy weight that you can cut just from dieting, which mm-hmm. is what I did. And so now it's just like, all right, you know, time to start like actually working out. Like my, I've been wanting to do DDP yoga. Oh, that's cool. Like, I've never done that before. It, it's, uh, it's that it wasn't in a wrestler. I forget bro's name. I just know the abbreviation. Uh, I'm about to look it up real quick, but uh, go for it. I've been wanting to do that because I heard a bunch of people say that like, yeah, sure. It's a little lame, but like, it's also very dope. Diamond Dallas page is his name. Yeah. And so like he designed this is like a way for like people who are like not able to do normal, normal yoga to like still be able to do yoga and still get a proper workout. And like, I've met a few people who like lost a ton of weight or in, and are in the best shape of their lives because of it. That's really so, cool. Like, I had mentioned that a while ago. And then like two days ago, my friend Corey hits me up. He's like, bro, would you want to start doing DDP with me? I was like, yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's like, really sick. Go. We could sit there. We'll be listening to Young Thug getting in the right mindset and <laughs> doing, doing your yoga. Yoga poses. Yeah, that's uh, really sick. Yeah, I think I'm going to start with that because like, I, I am very out of shape. Like I was never an athletic dude, you know? Yeah, but um, you, you can feel the windedness. Yeah. Yeah, like already, you know, like I feel better. I feel, mm. I feel like um, like before it was like exhausting to think about like doing anything active. Now it's like yeah. I want to because I know I can, you know. Yeah. So um, I've been hitting the hitting the exercise bike and all that stuff. So so one fun fact that you said at the beginning of the podcast last time, um, last year's podcast was that you were waiting on your test to come back for your fourth covid scare yeah and what's hilarious about that is i didn't have covid that time but then i got in in april that's what i was gonna say how many how many are you up to now bro okay so i I shouldn't be airing out my brother like this but this man he's really bad at remembering (laughs) laundry (laughs) and he went out he got coffee today and he's like "We're, we're sitting there and like we're about to order thai food and he's like, bro, my socks are wet. I was like, what, is it raining? He goes, nah, dude. <laughs> this is how they be. And so he sniffs his sock and he gags. And I was like, I bet you I can't smell a thing. I put this thing up to my nose. Nothing. And like, I could kind of get the vibe that it didn't smell good. You know? Yeah. You could smell sourness, I, probably. Yeah. So, like, I was able to, like, get that. And I was like, Bleh. but. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, I noticed, like I, I still can't, I still can't tell if I stink. I still can't, I still can't smell, uh, like like, like the bathroom smells. You mm-hmm. know, like public restrooms still a breeze. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of things that I can't smell, but uh, it's slowly coming back. Right now, chocolate tastes terrible because of it. Yeah, because you're only getting the bitter side not even that like i it's like an overwhelmingly sweet thing oh got you like got you first time after i lost my scent and i tried swedish fish i almost puked because it was was so sweet imagine if you boiled down swedish fish yeah and then put it in your nose like that's what it was like it was gross that's a lot but yeah no i just thought that would be i just thought that was a funny talking about health stuff i thought that was a funny little yeah little thing um all right. So another thing that we talked about. Um, so mine was have the baby. We did, in fact, have that baby. 
that is the fact that is the reason that I did not get in better shape because bro I was freaking out of commission for like months bro I don't understand how people have kids bro I was out of commission for months I didn't do jack crap I was, like there was nothing for me to do so I was taking care of the house and Aaron was sleeping and I was taking care of the baby while she slept and then she would woke up and take care of the baby and then I would be taking care of the house and like squeezing in, trying to squeeze in like studio work here and there and like do what little bit of traveling that I did last year, last year. And like, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't even remember last year, like that three month period around like March to the summertime is just gone from my memory. I was talking about that with Maddie about like how, like how do people actually not only afford to have kids, but then have the time. Like that's the time is the hardest part. Yeah. Like I, I totally understand why less people are having kids, you know, cause it's like everyone's yeah. buried in student debt. So they're working all these hours to make up for it. Yep. You know? Uh, so I'm trying to think our kid cost us. I want to say like 14 grand. Wow. That's crazy. And we paid it all off. We just, we paid it all off last month. That's awesome. Um, we worked freaking hard for it and didn't do a whole lot, but, uh, yeah. So we had the baby, hence why I didn't lose any weight because I had zero time to do anything other than take care of our kid, but he's awesome. Oh, it's super cool. You're fine. Yeah. He's super cool. Um, another thing for Josh and the tick for Josh was, uh, meet more people, which I did. You have done that in droves. Um, a lot of which came from like me introducing you to Lee and doing the podcast episode. Um, but even outside of that, even outside of like the Atlanta crew that I introduced you to, you've met a lot of other people just from like, I guess doing work and like being on the internet and stuff. Yeah. And just being accessible and like, like I'm down to talk to anybody, you know, like that's how I met Rowan. Like that's how, yeah. met, you know, Kevin and stuff like that. And so like, it, it, it's just the kind of thing that kind of snows, snowballs, like the more people you meet, the easier it becomes. Like I got recommended to be, you know, big guys mixing assistant just because I'm friends with somebody. Yeah. That's really cool. Facebook, like, which like that hasn't worked out yet. At least I'm hoping it still does. Cause yeah. I would, to just like sit down and mix a bunch of hip hop but um like yeah yeah like looking back you know I was very like kind of closed off you know and like that was like whenever like we first got put into the group chat you know mm-hmm. like now like the group chat's like a daily part of our lives yeah it's popping <laughs> but like man just like the insight that I get from just like talking with other people who do this every day is huge and then like you know like you meet one person who knows another person and then you meet that person and then they know somebody. And like, yeah, like, I mean, I sent beats out to Don Tolliver this That's week dope. because, you know, it was a friend of a friend thing. Like, yeah, I don't know if he'll ever hear it, but just the fact that you like, have, you're more likely to hear it than you just sending it like cold. Bro, if I send it to his A&R or his manager, like they wouldn't even open the email. Exactly. You know? But like I just sent it to his engineer who is going to sit down and like play him a bunch of beats and yeah. he might be on the mind, you know? So like, you just like, I don't know. I think that, I think it's like really important to just like 
be a good person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't suck. Like, like it just goes back to like, you know, like two years ago now, whenever I was talking to Matt Rad, and he was just like, just do good work with good people and good things will happen. Like that's so true. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really like interesting talking about this because like in a way, like right now, especially like I feel like I've made no progress. In a lot of ways, I feel stuck, you know, financially and like well, and that's another reason why I kind of wanted to do this was to show you how much you've actually done in a year. It's kind of cool when you like self-reflect, especially when you have somebody like me telling you what you said a year ago, and then you're thinking about where you were a year ago versus everything that you've done in that year. It's pretty wild because yeah. a year if you told yourself from a year ago, hey, you're going to send the engineer for Don Tolliver a beat and there's more than a 50% chance that he's going to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you would be flipping your crap. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you told me all the things I did this year, I wouldn't have believed any of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going to LA and doing all that stuff and then riding in Atlanta with me and the guys and doing all that stuff and going to the parties and having meeting new friends and stuff. Yeah, like like technically, like I've only been like seriously at this since July, you know. Oh, so, like, really? This year, yeah. Yeah, so like really, like I'm only six months deep, and like yeah. It, now, if you also told me in the same breath that I was going to do all those things after I was done laughing, if you would have included that, you would have still made no money. You would have been like, oh, okay, dope. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, okay, well, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. But like, I, I actually, I don't think that that's something that we talked about on the podcast. So I should probably like talk about that real quick. Anybody who wants to be a writer, like it, it low key sucks. Cause like the, <laughs> to like, okay. So how like, uh, like a pop session works is you have like the artist, right? Then you have the top liner and then you have like the producer, beat guy, track at whatever you want to call him, the guy who's running the session. So the guy who's running the session still gets paid a fee. Mm-hmm. every time from the label right it's not much you know it's like an hourly essentially yeah it, 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 it's right it's what it, it's what it'll average out to is like a a basic hourly you could almost call it a studio fee like it, yeah it, it's just like a stipend it's not like a five to twenty thousand dollar production mm, no, it's fee, like you know? a couple hundred bucks yeah and so writers only get paid on the back end we don't get like a per day fee. Now there are people who want to change that, which I could talk about later if you want to. But um, yeah, I think that's a different conversation that I actually want to bring somebody specific in to have a conversation with you about. That'd be sick. And um, so basically what happens is, is if you're the producer and you screw up, right? Like there's a chance that they're going to be like, wow, we just wasted our money. Like we don't want to hire that guy again. You know, if you're mm. a writer and you screw up, then it's like, okay, well, he was just having a bad day. Yeah. So that's kind of the reason, like, even though like I'm a good producer, like I want to, I really want to build everything off of being a writer first. That way, like, you know, I, I, I know a lot more people. I'm more trustworthy. Mm. Like, Plus, when you're in that environment more, like you're just more well prepared whenever you have to sit down in the hot seat, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and and it makes you look better, right? When and you can so, go, when you when they need like, oh, well, we don't have a producer, and you're like, ah, I got this. It's all good. Yeah. So, like that. That's kind of what what we're doing here is I'm trying to establish myself as a writer, so then I could push into production. Mm-hmm. 
And when I push into production, I can also start pushing mixing. So like once it kind of goes back to like, you know, the whole like meeting people thing, like everything starts to snowball. You just have to find your way in, you know, like being not a terrible person. (laughs) Right. Like Nick Mears way in was, you know, producing for juice world and basically him, you know? So I I am working on, you know, the smaller production stuff in hopes Mm. that gets me in. But at the end of the day, like, there's only so much I can cultivate on my own for sure. Pushing for writing sessions is something that I can do to, you know, further myself. And you do need to have that list of like uh, that small list of high quality releases with your name attached to them. You know what I'm saying? Like cavern stuff that sounds sick that is in the genre specific thing that you like or Justin stuff that you've worked on. You know what I'm saying? Like having those like key releases that, are songs that actually made it onto platforms um, is a big deal still. Like it's good to have those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But on top of that, still pushing for writing, still creating beats and sending stuff out to people as a writer and like top lining some stuff, some ideas, things like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, So you actually had three that were kind of the same. So I'm going to just hit those real quick. Um, So that was the meet more people. Work on a bunch of songs with people you didn't know before. Um, which same thing. And then the big one was one new conversation with one new person a day. <laughs> I know you didn't do that one because that one's actually kind of hard to do. Uh, like I'm, I'm going, I'm trending in the opposite direction right now. <laughs> like I'm very tired of like social media. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, know. you, you went through a burnout of social media this year for sure. Trying to do so much push that you did. I'm just I'm just over it. Yeah. But it was very helpful to get you to where you're at. Um All right, so my my next one was uh more higher profile work. Uh I would say that I did that. I would say that I did that. Oh yeah. Um I mean even just the stuff that we did in Atlanta, I would qualify as higher profile. You know? Yeah, for the most part, um, I've worked with. Uh, I got to work with Texas in July on their stuff for their comeback show. I would call that higher profile. Um, me and Chris Davis worked on a bunch of songs for a couple different bands. I got to mix that heirloom bands record this past year, which did really well in like the underground metalcore scene. Um, we did some rock record stuff that's doing really, really well. Um, I had another song hit a million streams this year, which is really dope. It was a country song that I co-produced with a friend, uh, called man. I am it's by a dude named James Tucker from around here. Um, I have yet to hit a million streams on anything I've done. Uh, I'm almost at, I actually, I'm going to check something right now. Cause it might be a really cool moment. Uh, but yeah, I've hit a million streams with that song. Um, and I am at 2.9 million on Chama's song. Nice. So I'm almost at three mil on a song. So I got one in the one mil camp. I got like three in the half mil camp with Shama. Uh, you know, a couple in the 
in the 50,000 range, stuff like that. Uh, so I think stuff that I've worked on has become higher profile in a weird way. It's like I worked on some stuff that did really well, but I also worked on some stuff like a year ago or two years ago that just for some reason popped off and has become higher profile in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I, that's pretty cool for me. Um, it's also allowed me to raise my rates this year, which is feeling pretty good. Uh, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot. I started outsourcing a lot uh, this year. Shout out to Clay for doing my vocal edits and shout out to Chris Davis again for doing my drum edits and shout out to Ryan Love for doing my mix prep. Um, Cause I don't like doing any of those things. So <laughs> I just pay people to do them now. Um, and it saved my headache a lot, especially this last half of the year when it got kind of, kind of out of hand. I think there was a time there was a string of weeks where I woke up at five o'clock, worked doing various job sessions, whatever, during the day, came home, did dinner. After we put Micah down, I to like sleep, I um would work again until about two in the morning. And then do that for a couple weeks. It was kind of stupid, but uh, a little bit, yeah. But I did that for like a couple weeks last year, and that was the moment that I realized that I needed to start outsourcing some stuff because most of it was spending time doing stuff that I didn't want to do, like drum edits and vocal tuning and stuff like that. Right. Um. And honestly, dude, like budgeting in a couple extra a hundred extra bucks or 150 extra bucks to a a project like a song um to cover all that stuff is like crazy it's like such a good deal on my end and on their end because they're getting paid which is great mm-hmm. uh so josh's next one You've done this. You have not finished this. Is work towards a pub deal. Oh, yeah. I don't even want one anymore, bro. Exactly. That's the thing. You. So it's like it's different now, right? It it looks a little different. Because before you do all this stuff, like people are like, oh, yeah, you know, like I signed a pub deal, pub deal, pub deal, pub deal. deal." Yeah, Yeah, that's all you hear. It's like, honestly, right now, if someone was like, yo, like, I'll give you $250,000, I'd be like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> the problem is, is like, in order to get to that point, you have to have millions and millions and millions and millions of streams. Yep. Under your belt. And I don't want that responsibility. Like, like, like I just don't. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, it's just like a record label. Yeah. You know, but like a record label... Like if you sign a record deal, like that label's gonna make sure they make their money. You know? Yeah, they're gonna do their they're gonna do their part to push it. Yeah, they're gonna wise. everywhere. They're gonna make sure they get their money. With a publishing deal, it's kind of the same thing. Like, sure, you know, they probably put me in bigger rooms, whatever. But like, you know, I mean, I, I heard some stuff about how many A and Rs or how many writers per A and R at some of these 
bigger publishing oh, house. Yeah, I bet it's wild. And there's no way they can fill they can fill all of their schedules. Yeah, I don't their... know if this is accurate, but like somebody who I know who had a publishing deal had a friend who was signed to one of the big three. Okay, mm-hmm. not going to say which one because once again, this might be completely inaccurate. Yeah, said it was something like fifty writers to each. The, bi- the, bi- the big three being just for uh, those that don't know: Warner, Sony, and Universal. Yes, and so it's like. Do I really want to deal with that? Like, cause you know, it's like, cool. You know, like I finally, I finally got a bag. I could finally like, you know, move to wherever I want to go mm-hmm. and I can afford flights, whatever. Like everything's cool. Like my bills are paid for. I'm on a three-year contract. Like, I can write. That's all I got to do is just write. My only goal is to write all day. And then it's like, okay, cool. So you write 400 songs in a year. Then you figure out which ones are good enough to even send to your A&R. And then you have to try to make the A&R pay attention because they're being sent 20 other songs a day you know like by guys that have years on you yeah like do you really want to be competing with someone like ian kirkpatrick like bro i ain't trying to be on the same a and r as him i don't know i mean like to be fair like i've heard some of his demos and i know he's human you know what i mean yeah 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 (laughs) it's just like the name the name is what holds weight you know like i'm seeing that even like like already i'm seeing that you know where it's like Mm -hmm. like if I want to get a cut with so-and-so like my chances are slim because they're always going to favor the bigger names, especially Mm -hmm. like if that person's publishing is through the label that the artist is signed to. Yeah. Like I like that kind of, it's kind of like nepotism, but like with, I mean, kind of, but it's, it's to be fair. It's they, you got to look at it from their point of view, which is, they're trying their goal is to make money if they know a name means that they're gonna make money but nobody listens to a song because ian kirkpatrick i understand that i understand that but 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 it has to do with the we know that what they see is this person worked on a song and it did really well and then they did that like four or five more times right that's happened more consistently so now with that track record behind them, they can they they automatically pay more attention. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's like, oh, well, this song might suck, but because this person touched it, that means it has to be gold. And it's like, it's not about the art. It's not about the quality. It's not about any of that. It's yeah, not- it's sad. And like, so like in a way that's really defeating, but like at the same time, like it just kind of puts that much more emphasis on like, well, it it does a couple things, which is kind of cool to me. Uh, yeah, it's a little defeating in the sense of like good art doesn't always win out, which you would hope it does, but factually it does not. Um, but what it does mean is that it does mean is that um, widening your circle is the name of the game, which is cool. But also, it means that not every one of your songs has to be 100% a banger. Because they might see it as one. Does that make sense? Like, to you, it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't know what you're saying at all. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm saying that they send trash all the time. 
though it does have their and it has their name attached to it, right? And it still goes through sometimes. What I'm saying is if you sent if your baseline is higher, but it's still not up to your standard, and but you're still sending just sheer amounts of tracks, right? Like they could pick a one that you think is crappy and it go through and you'd oh, be like, Oh, that was a trash beat, but yeah, because I mean looking for different things. You exactly. Know? That's like, what I'm saying. The, the it, it's more it's more hopeful that way. <laughs> yeah, like in in a way, like I wanna that was actually one of the coolest parts of this year is like, you know, um like I, I got to hear a bunch of demos done by like big writers. Mm-hmm. Um and that was like really, really cool, you know, because I one, you often like have it painted in your head completely different, you know? And so like, like all of these big guys end up like sending in demos that are super highly polished and cr- basically finished. Yeah. Not, not, for, not the case. Not now for pitch. I will say like the ones that I heard from pitch are, are pretty much like, yeah, you know, cause like they have to be or else like, you know, they're just going to get skipped, you know, like the in-person session stuff where it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, you have the song. Now we have to like, you know, get it to a producer. Yeah. That's really interesting, you know, cause there's times whenever like the song's done, there's times where they come back with just a voice note. Like mm-hmm. that was like one of the coolest things, um, you know, just to kind of see like how things actually work, you know? Yeah. Uh, cause in a way, like, you know, yeah, like there's definitely like a threshold that you have to meet quality wise, mm-hmm. but then, like, it's also really cool. Just like seeing these names that you really look up to being like, yeah, all I have is a voice note after a day of hard work, you know? Yeah. Cause that's how it is. Sometimes <laughs> if I had a voice note after a day of hard work, I'd probably never open the voice note again, but they know it's a good song and they're going to finish. Yeah. It the they're confident in it. Yeah. Time around, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that like these bigger names put out bad quality stuff. Cause obviously they don't, you know, don't get no, but it's not, but it's not perfect every time. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. You know, um, it is really cool. Cause it, it makes you feel better. Like knowing that, you know, this big name that you've heard for over a decade, you know, the artist comes back and you're like, how was the session? He's, you know, the response I heard was he's a weird dude. You know, <laughs> i was just like huh you know and and so like that's funny yeah like it's little things like that that kind of just like give you hope you know yeah 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 everybody is human yeah uh yeah like the more business side of things is like where it starts to get really really depressing yeah yeah which which yeah i could totally see that but but at the same time though like like the way i look at it is like the music industry like there's nobody who's a fan of the music industry. Like they're either a fan of the industry or they're a fan of music. Yeah. And so like, it, it's very easy to figure out like who's, who's a fan of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just keep gravitating towards those people, then, you know, eventually. We've, I mean, the other thing is this is something that we've done that some people have never had the option to do, but is navigating business on our own first is kind of really that's a, that's a big deal because some of these people have never had to navigate business or an industry at all on their own. You know what I'm saying? And you've been able to navigate like working for yourself, having to go chase down money. You've been, you've dealt with like all of these annoying things that you know how to like speak to people 
in a way that is business savvy and industry appropriate, but not lose your soul completely to the industry and be bought into that area of the world. Also, like, that's kind of why I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. No offense to, like, everybody who just, like, wants to have a recording studio. You know what I mean? Or, like, they just want to be, like, an engineer. Like, that's totally fine. But, like, for me, I feel like there's nothing more depressing than, like, if I was to, like, open up a studio in Pittsburgh and I was just known as, like, the guy I go to in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, I can't even say that because ID Labs already did that. Yeah. They also have a ton of huge songs, you know. They do. Well, and kind of like the hub for Taylor Gang, you know, and like that's dope, but that's not me. I'm never going to be able to do that, you know. And so, like, for me, like, I would rather, like, yeah, like, why don't, like, I'm 24, like, I should probably just try my hand at this. And, like, if it works out, great, because then I'm going to make a bunch of money. I'm going to be able to make great music all day. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be able to have a relatively relaxed life, you know? Yeah. Compared to, if I was always hustling for like another, you know, like mid-tier rap artist to come through. For sure. For sure. Well, and on top of that, on top of that, it's less overhead. And most of the people I would, I would say that most of the people that would listen to this podcast aren't people that are gunning for, I want to own a big studio one day, right? If you've listened to well, this will be episode like 42 or 43. Like if you've listened to 43 episodes worth of this show and you've listened to us talk about this kind of stuff, I don't think you're the kind of person that's going to be like, yeah, I'm just trying to open a massive studio in some city. Like generally the people that would want to listen to this is like either I want to I want to write like what you want to do. I want to write for people I want to have, you know, relatively easy life, make a good bit of money and work on hits, right? That's the goal. Or they're more like me where they're like, I want to produce for people. I want to help people fully realize a song. I want also to work on hits, but also like I want to work on a bunch of different kinds of stuff. Um, Or they're like, I want to mix in my house and live and live a comfortable life, mixing songs from my home and not ever having to see anybody if I don't want to, you know, which is also pretty dope in my opinion. Um, Just a different side of dope. I wouldn't necessarily say that. Yeah. Those people are trying to, to have the, have the giant studio. So I would say that you can speak pretty, pretty candidly when, when it comes to that, our audience specifically yeah for sure i um yeah like i i don't know like that, that's just kind of where i'm at with everything you know or just yeah. like I'll just take the chance and for sure dude well do it while you can yeah because it's like not everybody gets that opportunity worst case i don't you know do any of these things but because i've you know pushed so hard like i still have consistent work forever you know yeah, for sure um so let's see Work towards a pub deal was that one. Uh, and that's oh, the last one. There was one more for you. Uh, so I'll I'll do that one in a second. My last one was um get a label gig. And this is the one thing that I did not do at all. Not from trying or from lack of effort, but from just didn't come up. I tried, but there's not 
it's kind of a I, I've I've learned more uh, similar to you learned more about the industry with that kind of stuff this year where it's like I am perfectly qualified to work on lower end label work both mixing or production wise or anything like that right yeah but like you said it's a there's a little bit of it's not nepotism but it's a little bit of friendship bias Mm -hmm. but it's not i mean we do the same thing sometimes so you work with the people that you're friends with right exactly so you just got to be friends with the right people that's all that means yep um so that's kind of what both of us i guess have learned trying to do different things yours with the pub deal and mine with the trying to land label gigs it's like we both learned that in order to do the things that we want to do we got to be friends with the people that can make it help us make it happen Mm -hmm. and not in a sleazy way you know like that kind of sounds a little sleazy but like not in a sleazy way but in a like a genuine I want to advance myself, but I also want to be friends with cool people. Those are cool people. We see them working on cool stuff. I want to be friends with people working on cool stuff has nothing to do with what they can do for me, though. That is a byproduct of it. I want to advance myself always, but like, I'm not trying to be, I'm going to be friends with this person just because I know that they can get me these gigs. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think we've talked about a couple times before, but it's not just to clarify, like not being sleazy. Yeah. Um, your last thing was something you also have not done yet, which is move away from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Get out of, of steel city. Yeah. You know, we're still working on that. Like, I don't know. We got hit with like health issues. And I know, dude. I mean, there's a lot that happened to you guys in this like last four months, really. Yeah, it's been crazy. We're, we're, we're trying to move to Atlanta right now. So, so is that the, so yeah, I was going to ask you. So, what's your, cause I know you, you guys have a couple different irons in the fire as far as like moving places. So, what's kind of the general plan at the moment? The goal right now is just to get to Atlanta. It's just a bigger city. So, like, she'll be able to find better work, mm-hmm. I'll be able to find more work you know yeah well and you have connections yeah and then like whenever we need to move to los angeles then we'll move to los angeles but right now we don't need to but then we also shouldn't be here you know yeah you definitely don't need to be you definitely don't even be there i think you've out i would say that this time last year being there was fine Mm -hmm. all of last year i think you guys kind of needed to be there um especially for like the health issues that ended up coming up the last half of the year, all that kind of stuff for you to be able to travel would have been made a lot harder. Had you guys moved? Yeah. Um, so I think to do what you did and for what ended up coming up, you being there was appropriate for the time. But I think now you guys have kind of outgrown the area and you're starting to feel some growing pains of like wanting to do things but it's starting to actually hinder you. Yep. Um, which is an interesting place to be. I don't think I don't think I've ever actually had to deal with that. Yeah, it's it's not fun. <laughs> but like, also like Pittsburgh in general is just like a pretty trash place. Um, sorry for everybody who loves the place, but like, you rent- don't live there. 
like rent prices are going through the roof. Like if we were to move downtown, like we like we wouldn't be able to afford it. Yeah. And then on top of that, like you don't even gain a lot by moving downtown because like overall, like there isn't a whole lot of culture to Pittsburgh. Like mm-hmm. there's a fair amount of like art, you know? Yeah. Um, which is dope. You know? It's known it's known for that and sports and medical stuff. Yeah, and that's literally it. And tech. Um yeah, and more tech more recently. But, yeah. Yeah, like like the music scene here is very bad. Um that's all that's everything I've ever heard. Like the the first time I was in Atlanta, we went to that show where Addie and Jesse played. Oh yeah. The the bar was packed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I looked at Justin and I was like, wait, are all these people here to see them? And he was like, Yeah. I was like, what? And he's like, welcome to Atlanta. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I guess this is how it goes in other cities. Like people actually have good local artists. And Sometimes can- I will say from experience, Atlanta is a gym when it comes to live music. Yeah. And like, you know, like we just want to be in a actual big city. Yeah. You know? Plus, like they don't they don't mess around with breakfast. There's so many dope breakfast joints. Oh, there. yeah, dude. Breakfast is a southern thing for sure. It's like people don't play. Um, if you're down in Atlanta in February, find yourself in Atlanta in February. Uh, you should come to Big Gig. It's the festival that we do, that me and a bunch of my friends do. Uh, we're moving t- into heaven now. What the are, the what, big stage. What day? Oh, I believe it is the 8th. It's a Saturday, that first Saturday in February. The 5th. I have to go down there for the weekend of the 12th. Okay, so it's the weekend before that. Hmm. You should just come down on that Saturday. Yeah, I got a lot to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just come down on that Saturday. I'll get you a ticket. You'll see a bunch of like really great local bands because that's the other thing atlanta has like a really cool regardless of genre they have a bunch of great local artists across all the genres that they do mm-hmm. like a lot of cool indie bands obviously microwaves from there so they get a lot of like that style of bands that are really good um and i love like uh, just anything that like teeters on the edge of grunge revival like Bro, Atlanta is the grunge revival right now. Every band that that because Harm's playing, uh, every band that Harm plays with in Atlanta is like grunge revival. They're like either Jimmy Eat World or um, Mathcore, like the Dallas Cow- Dallas Callus Dowboys, or uh, like um, I don't know what I'm what am I trying to say, or they're like freaking like microwave or a manchester orchestra those kinds of like grungy like rock bands yeah the only problem is is that they just don't have that steel town sadness (laughs) no bro they got they got southeast sadness yeah that's valid (laughs) i'm like i'm like all we have here rust towns and heroin and they're like we have here or whatever industry left and now there's just huts and meth and and about say lots of meth yeah um Okay, so yeah, that's kind of all of the stuff that we looked at. 
Let's see. Oh no. Oh, my audio stopped recording. I'll just use the Zoom audio for this for this okay. half. Uh, so we're going to go through this part a little bit faster. Um, so we looked at last year. The one thing that me and you both talked about, which was something that we did end up doing, was um, doing some more regular writing days, like travel writing days. So I think initially we had talked about trying to do some regular writing days in Nashville because mm-hmm. at the time you were looking at moving to Nashville. Um, Great. And then that quickly kind of... It dissipated. Yeah. yeah. So... Because Nashville is full. Yeah, dude, there's so many freaking people there. Um, An inside joke. I'm not sure if I told you about it. I don't think so. Recording. Um, The, yeah, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of people there. Um, But we had talked about doing writing days like quarterly or something like that, trying to set up a day where we just booked up a lot of sessions. And we kind of actually ended up doing that between the, we did, we did it in Atlanta and then like, I think between the Atlanta ones and you did some up there with some people and you ended up going to LA. So you kind of ended up doing it on accident. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, which was, yeah, that, that, I thought that was pretty cool. The, so moving into this year, 2022, the big year of I don't know us trying to better ourselves and hopefully we see COVID start to be one more of a decline and live music's coming back and all that kind of stuff and oh yeah it's a big everything's kind of up in the air right now still and I feel like 2021 was a big like everything's still kind of up in the air pretty much the whole year even though stuff still happened like festivals and live shows and tours and things. Um, Moving into 2022 feels more, a little more complete. Does that make sense? Like it feels like a little more like we can actually plan for things now. Yeah. Except there are just 1 million COVID cases added. And yeah, but it doesn't seem to be caring because the CDC said fight to the death. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well you're not wrong i know right um so, like wow we can't we can't possibly avoid an economic collapse since we made you all not work and then give you 1200 bucks because that was a lot of money whenever i was 12 years old in 19 <laughs> i i tweeted i tweeted the cdc says the years start coming and they sh- don't stop coming <laughs> no dude i mean you're not wrong though like it's it's appropriate but also like mega a meme anyway so in the 2022 kind of moving forward into what we want to look at this year um i guess we'll go uh we won't go one at a time on this we'll just do like all of yours and then all of mine so uh we'll go for yours first josh what are you looking forward to doing in 2022 go for it so my first thing is my mental health um i was diagnosed with adhd this year at the ripe age of 24 years old and at first it was really validating 
because I'm looking at all these things and I'm able to like trace them back to like moments in my life. It's like, okay, that's why I had such a hard time in algebra class. Like that's why I had such a hard time, like going to school at all. Like Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, like I had anxiety issues. Like that's why I haven't been able to sleep well, you know, that's Mm -hmm. why I have such a high caffeine intolerance, you know? And so it was like really dope at first, like learning how my brain works. And now it's just like outright depressing because it's just like it went from, you know, and like, you know, I was like reading about other people who were diagnosed later on in life and talking about like other things. Like I was talking to my friend who has it and he had mentioned he was like, dude, I just really hate how long it takes me to shower in the morning because I'll be laying there thinking about how I need to shower, but then not moving. <laughs> And then hate myself for not moving. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm not in control, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I deal with that every single day, you know? Yeah, so, same. You know, it, it's really been wearing on me a lot, you know? At the same time, like whenever I'm super anxious, I'm able to pinpoint it to super uh, certain things. But uh, hey man, you know what that'll, you know, what'll help with that? Just have a baby. He'll force you to get up at six o'clock every single morning. Nah, bro. I think I just need some Adderall. But um, yeah, so like that's been that's been like really wild to deal with. Because like I said, at first it was really validating. And now like I just kind of feel like I'm almost like I'm handicapped in a way. Like 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 it's it's hard to like. Like, I don't know. It's really weird, like trying to put it into words, because like imagine like imagine if like you were like physically handicapped, right? Like imagine the frustration, you know, Mm -hmm. like, well, I used to be able to do this. I can't do this now. And I'm watching myself not being able to do this thing and there's no way to fix it. Like that's almost how it is. That might be a little bit dramatic, you know, like I'm not trying to say that like, this is, you know, as bad as people who've lost limbs or like, you know, people who are like, you know, way worse off mentally. Yeah. it's definitely something I didn't expect. No, uh, it's I, it's to put it in a in a way that makes sense to more so to me, I guess, is that it's like it's it's like you it's like you're you're in one place and you're looking through a doorway and there the goal of the thing that you want to do is across that uh, you know threshold of that doorway, right? And then Covering the doorway is your ADD, which is like a really big fishnet. And you keep walking into the door, but you can't see the fishnet. You don't know that the fishnet's there. So you're just walking into that doorway going, why can't I get to the thing? What is preventing me from doing this? Yeah. And so now, and and, and now it's like, it's more like, oh, well, I have to finish this song or like I have to take a shower or I have to do my laundry or, you know, something like that. But like whenever I was a kid, it was like, why can't I bring myself to do my homework? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, procrastination. Oh, I'm just a kid. You know, I mean, yeah, that's same for me. And that's yeah. been really wild. Um, just dealing with that. Uh, second one is physical health. I kind of touched on this earlier. Like, yeah, I definitely want to cut a few more pounds and like, you know, start, you know actually working out and doing it right um number three is to be more patient um you know talking about how like you know another character trait of people with adhd is they could be really impulsive when they're up and so like whenever i'm up like you know sure i'll quit my job sure i'll book a trip to los angeles sure 
you know, I'll do whatever. But then like whenever I'm down, it's like very, very difficult. So I'm trying to be more patient and more understanding of, uh, you know, just because it's an opportunity I should hop on, you know, like I, I have to, I have to kind of like look at it as, okay, if I wait a little bit, because it's going to be difficult if I do it right now, mm-hmm. am I going to lose that opportunity? If not, then I should probably just wait, you know, um, you know, just got to be conscious and make sure I'm not putting it off forever, you know? Yeah. I think that's one, one thing that's helped me at least with, you know, someone that has ADD, ADHD, one or the other, uh, is having a sense of a routine because I've noticed that when I can complete things like small things in the morning, it helps me be more consistent with completing things that I need to do later. Yeah. And also being okay with like not completing certain things is because I know that I got stuff done. Yeah. So like, I always thought there was something wrong with me because like, I'd just be tired all throughout the day and mm-hmm. then like, I would come home from work super late, you know, and then at like 10 o'clock, my body would finally be like, you're awake. And I felt like I was almost dreaming. Yeah. Day at my day job. I, I realized that I, I actually have all the symptoms of delayed sleep face syndrome. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And a lot of people with ADHD actually have this to the point that there's now a theory this isn't fact in any way, but there's actually a theory that ADHD is actually an issue um, more so of uh, the circadian rhythm and not so much. I just see that our brain is just working differently. When so, I sleep better, I tend to be more focused. Yeah. Like, and my brain tends to be, I tend to be able to like control my brain a little bit more. Yeah. If I go to bed at 3 a.m., I could wake up at 7.30 and feel much more well-rested than if I went to bed at 10 and woke up at 8. Like, mm-hmm. So, like, you know, there's uh, there's that whole thing, which is yeah. really, really interesting. Yeah, because I found myself being able to sleep four or five hours and be, like, freaking on it the next day for some reason. Yeah, today was one of those days for me. Like, I fell asleep yeah. pretty late, and I woke up at, like, 7 o'clock and... Well, and it's like I said, last year I had those couple of weeks where I was like up at 5 a.m. and not going to bed until 2 a.m. I was getting three or four hours of sleep. I did it for like two weeks and I got a crap ton of work done. It wasn't necessarily healthy for me and my sleeping habits, but like my brain was focused. Yeah, I, I have trouble staying asleep, actually. Um, and I realized that that's a that's a major contributor to uh mm-hmm. my anxiety issues so yeah like it's kind of cool like being able to recognize these things and, like yeah like, fix them um my fourth point is just to be more consistent this is kind of like you know in the same realm of everything we just talked about like um you know as i'm kind of like taking things day by day like it, it's really hard to stay on a consistent schedule whenever i quit my job i was actually the exact opposite i was so used to going to bed at 1 30 and waking up at 7 going to work, coming home at like 8.30, writing a song, and then going to bed. That whenever I quit, like literally I quit on like, say a Friday, and then Saturday I drove to Atlanta. And I was staying with Lee whenever we were writing. And I was like a maniac because I was like, yo, I need to get out the door. <laughs> like, we need to get going. Like, we need to get to work. Like, like, and now it's almost done a complete opposite thing where it's just like now, like there's just like no structure. And I, I also didn't realize like 
like the past year, I was literally just working through exhaustion, you know? And so like that, that was really interesting to kind of like reflect on, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that's something that I want to. Yeah. You just got to impose some self, like self-imposed schedule things. Doesn't have to be anything wild, just small stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then my last point is just to make a bag. <laughs> like, Yeah, dude, got to get it. Yeah. Got to so, gotta eat. That, that's it. Like nothing, nothing like extremely specific. Like mm. uh, I apparently had last year with the 30 pounds and stuff like that. But um, yeah, but you nailed it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, how about this? Uh, I'll, I'll make it real specific. Okay, Number okay. one, mental health. Um, I want to go look into medication to fix my brain and hopefully make me operate better. Cause from what I'm reading, if I treat my ADHD, then all my other symptoms should be alleviated physical health. I want to be 185 and shredded. I want to look like Dwayne, the rock Johnson, uh, three, I want to be so patient. There's really no like value I could put to that to gauge it, but I'm going to be extremely patient. Uh, number centered. More mobile centered. You do do some on top of yoga, doing some uh, meditation to keep your mind centered and it'll help you be more patient. Number four, be more consistent. I want to write at least 400 songs this year, whether they're well, actually well, beats or songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One or the other. We aren't counting like full productions. And no. stuff. Instrumental or song. Yeah. Instrumental gonna, or top line. I'm going to keep track. What day is it? The fourth. The fourth. I have two, three four five got five so far so that's dope keep running with it yeah a couple a day so i started one before we hopped on here if you do two two to three every other day yeah so i want to do that and then make a bag i want to make a livable wage Oh, we're shooting for the stars. Uh, I want to make I want to make one hundred fifty thousand this year. I'm gonna figure it out. And I'm gonna do it. All right, get it, get it, dude. I would have said like eighty. <laughs> I was thinking that actually. I was like eighty would be real nice, but let's make eighty it would be sweet. Yeah, but yeah, if you're gonna shoot for it, shoot for it, bro. Yeah, hundred 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 fifty. How much money is that per day? Let me see here. Hundred fifty k. Yeah, it's only like four hundred bucks. I think. Per day? Uh, yeah, something like that. 65. 365. Yeah. That's $410 a day. I can do yeah. that. Yeah. Off of residuals, you can definitely do that. Yeah. I'm do you it. just got to get a couple songs. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's see. Mine are going to... My goal is to... wide. I Last year, I couldn't really do it because, you know baby stuff had me like really locked into family time but this year i'm going to be a lot more free so one of my goals is to land a label gig either in the sense of working with somebody that i'm already working with and pushing them to a label uh which could potentially happen this year or um becoming friends with people and then by proxy getting opportunity an opportunity to work on a label gig um we'll see i got some irons in the fire in both sides of that so we'll see what happens um monetarily i want to grow 50 percent this year um so i had been doing 100 percent 
up until last year. Last year, I grew about 30%. Instead of doubling my income, I did about a 30% increase, which is cool. Uh, but in 2020, I went down, but I made a bunch of money in other places. So like my total income was doubled. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like my total income was doubled, but just on the production side, I actually went down about $4,000 in a year. So like I want to go back up, swing back up and make 50% more just in studio income this year, uh, which will put me at doing pretty well. Not, not crazy, but like, you know, pretty well. Uh, Uh, get in better shape, obviously, but the caveat this year for it, which I have a feeling is going to help me be more consistent with actually working out is that I would like to not only get into better shape to be healthier, but also get into better shape because Micah is about to start to be more cognizant of the world. And I would like to not be a piece of crap whenever he's cognizant of the world. I would like to set a good example as a dad to like be healthy. Yeah. So sure. you see what I'm saying? Like that, I feel like that is enough of a really specific thing to push me into doing being more consistent with working out. Yeah. Um, uh, number four, uh, launch YouTube content. So I have like, I probably have 50 video ideas. Uh, and this is YouTube content outside of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of like Ableton tutorials, a bunch of uh, sample manipulation stuff, a bunch of like ideas for just video, music related videos. Uh, I have my nice camera here and you know, enough equipment and enough knowledge about video editing that I could do it at this point. I'm pretty confident that I can do it. It just takes time and I got to figure out what I want it to be. So uh, my goal is by February to have um, a video out, my first actual video out. Um, and then from February on to do a biweekly release schedule for YouTube. Now that could also include like uh that could also include like lo-fi songs and like players and stuff like that too. So just like releasing anything on the YouTube channel two times a month. Mm-hmm. Um just to be consistent. The and then the last thing, this is once again something I didn't really do a whole lot last year. I need to do something for fun. Just have more fun this year. Uh, yeah, I should probably add that to mine, man. I, I want to get a different hobby. Like the health thing's cool, you know? Yeah. Which I, that's the one thing is like, I, I know myself enough that I know that when I get into being healthy and like working out a lot and stuff like that, I like heavy focus on it. And like, I kind of become obsessed with it. Yeah. Well, that's just our hyperfixation thing. Yeah. You know, because like it's stimulating at the time and then for like, sure. interest and like, I mean, that's something that I dealt with, you know, like I was all about it. And like for like three months, like I lost all that weight 
then I started gaining it back right away because I fell off. I feel terrible right now after the holidays because mm-hmm. of like how much bad food I ate. Like you go three months without eating bread and then you eat bread. And I swear to you the next day <sighs> you're hungover. Like, bro, I hate it so much. It's actually terrible. So like I do my best, to like filter out the simple things, you know, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, that, that's definitely something that I, uh, I vibe with heavy is like, yeah. it's become obsessed with something and then lose interest. So you know, I, I, I want to hop back on the diet. Um, but I, I really want to find a hobby, you know, like a yeah. lot of my friends, a lot of my friends go golfing. A lot of my friends, uh, you know, I have friends that are in a bowling league. I'm terrible mm-hmm. at bowling so bad to the point that I made the mistake of going with the friends who have, a, who have the bowling league. And they're incredible. I was bowling so bad that the one guy's dad looked at me and he goes, you know, that you're paying for this game, right? And I was <laughs> like, yeah well like at the time like we didn't discuss like if you know like who was paying for what so yeah. I was just, yeah, let me know how much i owe you <laughs> you know <laughs> like he thought that i was he thought that i was screwing around because i was that bad and i was like that was one of the most sobering moments of my life bro <laughs> like i was like man like i'm so bad at bowling that somebody thought i was like just like joking around like no like i need yeah, the dude bowling. Give me the bumpers. Yeah, dude. I um I I don't know. I miss playing video games. I haven't been I, able I did not play a video game this year. I don't think I played one video game this year. I play video games. I play video games a lot. We we got back on to hardcore search and destroy. That's been sick. I see I like I, I like I like really like like anything that reminds me of a puzzle right making a good production is like a puzzle mm. what, what, what empty piece you know like what what piece goes here you know yeah. saying like those things are all puzzles songwriting is a puzzle um i've always loved things like that um and so i i've been trying to find something else that will kind of like cater to that mm. interest and uh like video games are cool because they're kind of like that like I, I love how heavy i have to think about playing hardcore search um what I don't like is how broken Call of Duty is right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't play FPSs, so mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to find something that I can do. I mean, to be fair, I just want to make this is kind of kind of weird, but like, I want to make some songs just to make some songs this year. Like, not for anything specific. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I just want to make some music for fun. Uh, don't know what that's going to look like or anything like that. Like maybe a couple songs just to write some songs just because I want to uh, in a different genre because I want to try it. But like, I also want to like play some video games cause I didn't get to play any. I'm, I need to get back on my, I mean, I've been doing pretty good so far. Um, but you know, being back on my reading, I've already read like two books in the first four days. There you go. So like, yeah, I want to get back on reading too. Um, the Which is like fun for me. I enjoy reading. It's fun. Yeah, like my eyes are just bad, you know? So Audiobooks. Like after, after a long day of like working, like it's hard for me to want to like read tiny letters. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'll figure it out. I think golfing would be good for me. Golfing's fun and it's good conversation. Yeah, I, I uh, plus like exercise you know mm-hmm. um yeah and then other than that like i haven't really thought too much like my one friend uh he was in a go-kart league actually there's a place like 
25 minutes from where I live. Um, yeah. It's expensive. It's like $80 for one night. So that's the other thing that I've been thinking about is like, I want to have fun, but I also don't want to spend a bunch of money to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I ain't I, got money to do that do it because like, I've always been obsessed with racing. Like, yeah. You know, like whenever I was 18, I bought a Miata because like I wanted to go autocross it. And then I realized how expensive it would be to like get the car in stable condition to do that. And then like I bought the Focus ST thinking I was going to autocross it. And then I was like, this is the only car I have. Yeah. Like all I need to do is like, you know, hit this corner a bit too hard and no car suspension work is going to make me miss work the next day. You know, so I I just didn't do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, so I, I felt like that would be really cool for me. Um, other than that, like, I really don't know. I, yeah. I'm really missing like the super like business heavy stuff. Like that's what I loved about working at a car dealership is like, you know, playing around with like conversion numbers and like really just like yeah. things out and marketing. And I've, I've maybe, been- maybe you need to, maybe you need to start like a very low effort online business just to mess with metrics and stuff. Yeah, I honestly think uh, so. My brother just started designing emails for a few different guys. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start copywriting. Hey, that's a good idea. You'd be good at you'd be good at writing copy. Yeah, I've always been good at it, and so yeah, you'd be great at writing copy, especially for like music specific stuff. Yeah, just so I have like something stimulating that's more business minded. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've been thinking about doing that too. I've been looking for investors to try and uh, start a coffee shop here Mm. in TR. I want to do that too. I have a couple, I have a couple lined up. I got to have meetings with, um, whenever I had that studio space, like we almost did that. Really? Yeah. We would like, we like found like retail locations and everything. We just never really went through with it because we don't have enough cash handy. The hardest part here, dude, is that you cannot find a retail space that's available for less than like 400 grand. How long of a lease? Uh, well, that that the one that I found is five hundred grand, and it's to buy outright. That's actually not bad. I would just buy it and rent it out. Yeah, maybe. But the pro- the problem is like renovation costs and all that kind of stuff. No, um, I mean, have them do everything. Buy it, rent it out for four grand a month. Yeah, right. Hey, you're a landlord now. You make housing <laughs> inaccessible. That's your job. Yeah, exactly. But that's the other thing is like, I want to own, I want to put a business in a place. I'm not trying to be a landlord, at least not and yet. It's the money from being a landlord to, to fund the other business on the other business. Yeah, dude, I'm just going to drop half a million dollars on a two bedroom house. What's that, bro? Come on. <laughs> that I are. And I already own a three bedroom house that I didn't pay more than I paid under 150 grand for. What's it like living in a place with, with like housing that it's affordable. Bro, it's crazy. South Carolina's cool, dude. I'm up in the suburbs and like one bedroom apartments are like 1500 bucks up here. It's like, yeah. So anyway, I I don't know, man. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do something fun this year. That's what it boils down to. I'm trying to do something. I don't know what it is. Coffee's cool. I've been enjoying doing coffee stuff. Like that's still really fun to me. D and D is still really fun to me. But like, I want to do something else that's fun. So I I have to every week. I ask for a recap from the last week, so then I could write down everything. So whenever I was like not paying attention, I figured out what happened. 
like that that's how hard it is for me to play D D, especially on the computer you know so like yeah because you get distracted easily i do yeah, that too it's been tough like i'll just be sitting here zoning out and then they'll be like josh josh it's your turn. what are you gonna do and i'm like oh what are there people around me i uh, hit him <laughs> do i have to kill anything <laughs> so, i don't i don't rage and then i hit him <laughs> Hey, bro, raging is for chumps. Bro, raging is not for chumps. For chumps, bro. It's too easy. It's too easy. I do it on. I do life on hard mode. I'm a yeah, barbarian bro. that does life on hard mode. Yeah. What is this amateur hour? No, I have so many hit points. Of course, I'm gonna spe- like almost die every round. <laughs> keeps me on the edge uh, of my. Keeps me engaged. Well, um, I will say, Josh, something else that uh, we actually had. A bunch of people talk to us on uh, Instagram about the last couple things that we've said. Um, so we had somebody uh, at the handle. I reposted it, actually. Um, somebody at the handle, Ash Sean Taylor. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, said, want to remain full time. Don't know if it'll happen, but I keep working hard to, you know, keep. I guess he went full time last year, yeah. Uh, and he's trying to remain full time. Which I mean, bro, go for it, dude. Like, but also, and I even said this in the post: is like, there's no shame in getting a part time job for stability. Mm-hmm. No shame in it. Uh, you could also DoorDash, like, and so that's a job that you can use whenever you need the extra money. See, I, I think the hard part for him is so Ash lives in the UK. Got you. So I don't know what that's like because I know that they do contracts for jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the commitment thing might be hard for him. It's like that's one true. Of, you know, I've never I've never thought about that in other countries. Yeah, yeah. Like from my understanding, like most of the UK, like they have some kind of like crazy like work contract that we don't get here because we're 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 the greatest in America. <laughs> yeah but it does it does provide a sense of flexibility for us yeah unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately it's it's a good and a bad thing i guess oh i got health care <laughs> yo i got health care you you got health care yeah 66 dollars a month there you go dude look at you it's only gonna go up though because i told him i'm only gonna make like twelve thousand next year because he was like well you can adjust it as you go i was like all right yeah you can i adjust mine all the time yeah and uh but like i i'm paying more it was supposed to only be like 10 bucks a month but whenever i was in florida i couldn't even get a covid test so i'm on like the premium plan that allows like out of network billing yeah. i was like this is stupid but um I have health insurance the other thing the other thing is uh we had some people talk about new interviews for this year and who we should interview um so I'm literally about to send out an interview request for a bunch of people right now. Uh, we're going to have John McLucas back on for a right. part two. We're going to have Mr. Lee Rouse back on to talk about gear and his recent YouTube channel and stuff like that, which is very exciting. Um, we're going to have sad songs only himself, Josh Landry on, which is going to be really cool. I'm excited for you two to like chat for a little while. We're already chatting. I know, but like chat on podcast. Yeah, I know. It'll be, it'll be exciting. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm going to have Clay to come on and talk about vocal editing. 
That would be sick. I've never heard that guy's voice. That's the thing. Like, we know all these people for like years. You've never heard Clay? No. Well, I've heard him sing. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you've never heard him talk. Got you. Like, like it was like the first time I heard John McLucas talk. I I was like, that's what you sound like. Like, I can't (laughs) imagine like what people think when they hear my voice for the first time, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I, I feel like I just kind of sound like, like if, if Charlie day fell down, like a set of stairs, you know what I mean? Uh, with a so, lot more, with a lot more Berg in it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, no, dude, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's going to come on. Uh, let's see. There was a, we're going to have Greg back on. Um, yeah, we got a lot and honestly I'm going to, uh, Oh, and I did an interview with my friend, Mike Dwyer, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to come out next week um so keep a lookout for that who worked with sean mendez who worked with the lumineers uh did a bunch of cool records like that and has worked and has since assisted on all of those records um started his own fully home studio he did a full build out in his house that's it's a studio in a house it's a really cool setup um and we talk about stuff that he did. We talk about building drums. He built the snare that uh, that's used all over um, that Shawn Mendes record, the second one, and uh, the Lumineers record. So, yeah, yeah. we talk that's about cool. a bunch of cool stuff, man. It's It's been pretty cool. And I'm like, super excited for this year for the podcast, kind of in general. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have some cool stuff. We're going to have some cool things to talk about. Like Like we said when we started it, it's like, growth for us right is growth for the podcast the more we do cool stuff the more we have cool stuff to talk about and the more we have cool stories to tell everybody and ways that we can you know with success or fail have ways to like help other people also do better yeah for sure josh thanks for hanging out for being on the podcast yeah no problem at all and uh We will see you guys next week. Another episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Uh, Be safe out there. COVID's coming for you if you're not careful. (laughs) See ya. Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about a great company called That Pitch. Have you ever had some leftover song ideas you just didn't know what to do with? Or maybe you needed to flex that writing muscle, but you still need to get paid. Enter That Pitch, a sync licensing company that pitches your productions directly to their exclusive list of clients. That Pitch has already paid out over $120,000 to its members since October of 2020. They provide production advice, business training, and other resources to make your songs better. Go to thatpitch.com to sign up and use the code HANGOUT for 20% off your monthly or yearly subscription.